Hi, this is Liz Calandrino, and welcome to Fired Up Success. You know, Albert Schweitzer once said, in everyone's life at some time, our inner fire goes out. It is then burst into flame by an encounter with another human being. We should all be thankful for those people who can rekindle that inner spirit. My passion is to connect people who will share their stories about how they rekindled their own spirits, and I know will spark fire in your life too. Hi there. Hi, how are you? Oh, I'm good. I'm on WCAA 107.3 FM, Grand Street Community Arts in Albany, New York. Um, the podcast is called Fired Up Success, and my job is to help people get fired up for success. And one of the ways I do that is to meet up with people like my guest today and have them give us their story and tell us how they're doing it. And today I have Scott Levy, who is president of Arley Wholesale, and their headquarters are located in Scranton, Pennsylvania. And I've known Scott for lots and lots of years, and I've watched him build this company. You know, they started in 1935, right? That's correct. Oh, my gosh. So, Scott, I'm so glad to have you today. Well, I'm, I'm thrilled to be here. Thanks so much. So, Scott, give us just a little bit like background and how you've managed to build a company uh, that has now six locations. Well, we were always a company well before I got here that was extremely organized and understood how to distribute products. Uh, when, when some people came in right before me and I got here, we looked at how we marketed products. And that's really when things started to change because the most people in our industry marketed to their customers, which means to the retail stores. Arley made a decision early on to market directly to the consumers through the retail stores. So everything we designed when it came to our displays, when it came to our merchandising, even when it came to just pamphlets in the old days was all designed to get emotion from the consumer, which then would make it easier for our retail store partners to complete the sale. You know, that theory, and it is so hard to get business to understand that, you know, that the, the real customer is the person who buys the product. And it's so hard to get suppliers to see that instead of many times for years and years, they focused on their customer, which could be a retailer. And, you know, whatever happened, happened. But you certainly took the reins early on in the game so that you could actually help the middle person get to their customer. Yes. I mean, many times in our industry, especially in the, in the tile and stone side of it, the suppliers are foreign suppliers. They're designing lines for their home markets, whether it's Italy, Spain, Turkey, Brazil, and they don't really understand the American consumer when it comes to color, when it comes to what textures are going to blend, blend the product with, which is why we really most times design as a partnership with our manufacturers 
for how our product is going to be out in the marketplace because we already know what the consumer is going to do because we are consumers ourselves. And we make sure that we take a cross section of people in our company, uh, men and women, to get tastes from you know, both sexes, to understand it, to understand how it affects them, to understand how, how and where they would use the product before we actually come out with a marketing plan for that product. Mm. So are most of your, let's say your retail customers, are most of them, do they do commercial work or residential or both? Most of them are primarily residential with Main Street commercial. What I mean by Main Street commercial is most of our customers are not going to be out there bidding on casinos and bidding on hotels, which is traditional commercial. Main Street commercial is someone has to come in and do their office over, someone, a, dent, you know, a dentist's office, a doctor's office, or someone's going to do their retail store and needs floor covering. So a lot of the residential retail stores will help in that Main Street commercial as well, where they are trying to get the right product for someone's specific use. Mm. So let's talk about what's going on, Scott, out there. So what are you seeing out there? I mean, how is it feeling for the last, well, we're through the last three months and now we're into post, right, COVID. What's it looking like for your customers out there? Well, it, it's extremely challenging. It's extremely challenging from many standpoints. The supply chain has still not fully recovered. Um, we're, there's still product we have coming in from different countries that is still being held up due to COVID. I mean, you really don't hear much about COVID you know, outside of the U.S., except for, you know, Europe in the beginning, then that died off. But you're not, you know, there's COVID issues in Turkey. There's COVID issues in India. Uh, there's huge COVID issues in Brazil right now. So oh. those three those three countries are really getting affected um, and it's messing up the supply chain. So there's that issue that everyone is dealing with. There's supply chain, chain issues in the United States as well, because even though certain states opened before, that a lot of those states that opened early are now having more restrictions. So things are changing and it's constantly fluid. And what it's really done is it's accelerated the timeline of something that was already happening. And that is, is the fact that, you know, as millennials become more and more a part of the buying mix, and as people get more used to computers, things were already changing. But when people got locked down and especially people in our primary area of the East Coast. And people got locked down. You had people that were not used to doing things online that started doing it out of necessity. You had people ordering their food online. Right. People, people forget, forget clothing, forget floor covering, forget the easy things. Forget you know, going to Amazon for things and going to the traditional things they, they were doing already. Now, once it got to them ordering food online and never really having to leave their house, it permanently changed the dynamics going forward. And not 100%, but we really believe it changed it like 9-11 changed flying. I mean, right after 9-11, if you remember before 9-11, you literally could walk up to the gate with anyone and you know, give them a kiss goodbye and they walked on the plane. You can be and waiting. You could have, right, and you could have a fit if you wanted to 
with the um, gate agent and nothing would be done, right? Correct. Nothing would be done. It was very, very loose. And then right after 9-11, things went extremely strict. And then they came back to a median. But that median is there permanently forever now. So what we're seeing is that things went, you know, with full lockdown, these stores had to go to really doing a full design online for people where they were sending videos, they were emailing back and forth and shooting pictures back and forth. And then it went to an opening where it's going to be the video type or maybe coming in just for a, an appointment with no one else in the showroom to then a full open of the showroom with, with different restrictions and rules. And we firmly believe that all three of those are permanently here now because there are some people that have realized they really don't have to leave their house. And you know, they either why, like why it, they? they hate or hate it, right? They're either liking it or hating it. And both of those will influence what they do in that house, right? Or whether they fix it, whether they move or what they do. Correct. And also, since so many people now have, and so many companies have found out that, hey, we don't need to have everyone come in every day to our office, or maybe we only need people to come in certain times. It's really going to take away some of the things that stores traditionally did. I mean, there are many stores that, that really relied on you driving by them. So, and they had a big sign outside, but if you're not leaving your house to drive to work, you're not driving by that store anymore. Well, that's why videos are going to be so important, right? And your social media presence, I mean, that's like been kicked up plenty of notches. Absolutely. What was happening before was that, you know, you really had people, if you looked at who buys floor covering traditionally, you're talking about people you know, going into that first house and from then on going forward. So the people that were, you know, quote unquote, younger, who are the ones who were really into computers, really hadn't affected it full blown yet how floor covering was sold because they hadn't really gotten to the age where their economic power meant enough to make stores change. But COVID has accelerated that timeline because now you've got people in their 40s, 50s, and 60s who are saying, wait a minute, there may be a better way to do this. I don't have to go spend four Saturdays in a row driving around to six different stores each Saturday and getting myself all confused to make my decision. I can sit at home and other people will do the work for me and I can make my decision. Uh, by the way, everyone, if you're and you're listening to us now, this is Lisbeth Calandrino, and I am this. I'm talking with um, a friend and associate, Scott Levy, who's president of Barley Wholesale, um, headquartered out of Scranton, Pennsylvania. And I've, you know, I've known Scott for a long time, done some work for his company years ago. Scott, what keeps you up at night? That's the question. Well, I'll tell you, it's, it's a good question. It is. <laughs> and, uh, it, you know, there's a lot of things, but what I'll say to you is what really, what really does keep me up at night is that there are so many dealers that won't do what's necessary to help themselves going forward. And, and I've always looked at it and said, you know, you take, you take the big box stores and you watch what they do. And there's a lot of really smart people that work in those stores. And there's a lot of smart money behind them. So if you look at what they do and see what they invest their money in when it comes to advertising, it's a safe bet there's a reason they're doing that. 
And it's not just because they want to try it. They've already done the analytics. They've already done the studies. They know what's working and what's not working. And we look at it and say, okay, our dealers don't have that kind of money, obviously. And Arley doesn't have that kind of money like, like they do. But when we do things together and do things as a team, we can actually get some things moving for our customers to help them move forward. And we've really spent a lot of time doing that pre-COVID and now during this time period to make things easier for our customers so that they can have the design capabilities that are way better than the big box stores because they've always had those capabilities. But now they have a way of getting it out to people electronically that is going to help them moving forward. You know, what's always sort of annoyed me, I guess I might as well say it with retailers, is that they often spend a lot of time looking for the cheapest price and, you know, who who is going to sort of kiss up to me rather than looking for something you just said, which is a good partner. And a good partner is somebody who really has, you know, it, they really want to support you and they're going to help you move forward. And that's what I hear you saying, that partnerships are critical these days. You were just talking about money. Who has it? How much can you spend? They need to think about partners. Partnerships are more important than ever now. I mean, the buying groups are doing a great job for their members. We're trying to do that for, for our partners who are working with us. And it's, it's, it's never really been about how, how cheap can you buy it. It's about what can you make? Can you make long term? Because if you if you end up selling just cheap products, that reputation comes to you and your overall margin dollars go down. You know, we don't we, none of us get paid in margin percentage. We get paid in margin dollars. So it's all about the dollars that you make and the dollars that you keep that help build your company. So if you have long term partnerships with people where you're each helping each other, not only survive but to grow and to succeed. That's the key that we've always looked at for a long-term success of all the companies involved is that you, you have each other's backs and that you do take care of each other when things come up and that you actively look for ways to do business together because you know that long-term that makes the most sense because, you know, in our case, let's say the distributor that is, that is supporting you is constantly reinvesting back in technology, constantly reinvesting in ways to help the retailer's life easier and to help the retailer sell more product the way that today's business demands it be sold. And the whole thing about the technology part, you know, you mentioned, you know, what the depots and the Lowe's, what they're doing, they, they are considered to be, them and Walmart, they're considered to be the tops in the technology field. And you're right when you say, instead of talking about that you beat them in a price, which is what they often talk about. You know, oh, I, I stole a sale from, you know, somebody. Instead of that, you're wa it's wise for them to be looking at what is the technologies out there? Where am I missing? And how can I get somebody to help me? And, you know, who is that partner? You know, who's not the cheapest partner, but who's the one out there that can get me further? And, you know, your products are mostly high end, correct? They're middle, they're middle to high end, but aggressively priced so that our dealers can make money. But we've also done some things. We've, we've actually developed websites for our customers. 
And because we know they're not going to invest in them because to, to invest in a website that has a, a high design to it is very expensive. So we created a master website system that can actually put our products onto your website that are private labeled so that it can't be shopped. You know, it's part of our whole Qualis Ceramica program and that the dealer can use as though it's their website. And it's really, really helpful to the dealer to get this to the, to get this out so the consumers can shop because consumers today don't just come in to browse. And especially after COVID, I don't mm. know many people that want to come into your store and spend four hours without a purpose. That's, They're going that's to look, sure. you know, think about it. They're going to look online first. They want to get, they want to get as much of that work done in the comfort and safety of their own home before they come into your location, if they even want to come to your location. So if you don't have the proper tools to be able to sell them in that way, then you're out of the game. You know, I remember when I was um, doing some customer service training for you, and I can remember looking at the way you displayed the products. I mean, this is like over 10 years ago, I believe. And I sure. was just so amazed at how beautiful it was. I mean, you have a great sense of design and, you know, your customers would do well to come in and look and figure out with you, like, if, if they can do this, how can they help me in my showroom so that I can present the same kind of image? Well, well, thank you for that compliment. That is, that is very nice to hear. Um, and it's not me. I mean, it's a, we have an incredible team here of people and really put a lot of energy and time into it using data and statistics also as besides design to come up with these programs. And when it comes to individual of our retail stores, we absolutely partner with them and really can create custom programs for them that, that work in their system because every location is different and, and the amount of square footage they dedicate to ceramic tile and stone is different. The, the amount of you know square footage they, de they dedicate to SBC flooring is different. And we have products for that category as well. I mean, we want to be there as a partner for our people. And especially now, because we are seeing it up and down the East Coast, we're seeing the best and the worst of what retailers are doing. And we're trying to help everyone and learn at the same time. We don't have all the answers, but we know that. And we know that we are actively trying to get as many of them as possible so that we can be the biggest asset to our retail partners. You know, something you said earlier, which was about people working from home and, you know, maybe you don't need to go back to work. And if you don't, how are you going to get people to know the products you have? And I was reading today about um, the commercial real estate, which means it's likely that a lot of that won't be necessary. And that would interfere with, of course, some of your clients who do you know, commercial real estate, even if it's not big. What, what are your thoughts on that? No, we agree. Um, I mean, this year, we believe is not the year the commercial real estate is going to get affected because anything that was in the pipeline is still going to happen. But going forward, it's going to be different. We, we do not believe that people are permanently going to be working from home. Even if right now that's the way people feel. I mean, human beings still want to be together. Yes, they still want they still want that camaraderie. There are still things that happen when people are in the same room that do not happen when you're on a Zoom call. I think everyone realizes that now. But what you may see is that people are not in the office every day. What you may see is that 
they cut that is that an office let's say where someone had an office building for 200 people they're now renting an office building for 50 people or for 100 people and rotating people through into shared spaces That's that you may see and because because of the price of the real estate because they're realizing that there are certain jobs that that do get better productivity from home and they don't have to pay the people more money to work from home they're actually getting a raise by working at home because they're not they're not having transportation time which is great for their just for their social and for their peace of mind they're not having the cost of transportation of coming into the office all the time so there are benefits to people working from home certain days and that's the hybrid we think that's going to come out of this going forward for certain positions and certain jobs is that it and we've already seen it you've already seen it in manhattan it was starting before covid i know many companies in manhattan that as they grew just realized they could not afford the real estate for all those employees so they were already starting a shared space situation that's one of the trends we definitely see going forward mm. Let's go back to your customers again, just for a minute. What do you what do you see that they're not seeing? You know, what's the part that they're missing? And you know, we talk about in it doesn't matter in any economy if it's bad. There's always an opportunity. What do you think they're missing? Well, I want I want to say there because there are certain people that are already doing this and they're taking advantage of it. But I think there there are many people that believe it's going to go back to the way it was, and and that's the ah. thing that keeps me up at night. You know, when you say you know when someone thinks it's going back to the way it was, it's not. It it never will, and it won't because of the fact of how long this lasted and is going to continue on until this virus is finally gone or there or there is a some kind of cure for it. But the fact that the people have learned how to do things online and people that I never thought would learn, people that are older, people that are that were not inflexible, but just said, this is the way I like it, that now learned out of necessity, there's part of that that's never going to go back. And it, there's a, so there's a portion of business. And let's just say, let's say that I'm exaggerating and that it's only going to be 10% of the business that likes to do things this way now. And I think that's an extremely low number. Mm-hmm. I don't know of any retail store out there that if you said to them, hey, next year and for every year going forward, you're going to be a down 10%. Are you good with that? Would say yes. So the, the beauty, though, of this 10%, and I, I, we think it's more like 15 to 20% long term, that wants to do things in a more digital way is not going to have as many people going after that business because some people are going to stick their head in the sand and just say they're fine with it and it's going to, and they're not going to do the aggressive moves toward it. So that percentage of business, that 20%, let's say, or 10% of business that's out there is going to be out there with less competition going after it, which means there's higher margins there, which also means, and we have stores that are telling us this now that their closing ratio is higher when they're doing these digital um, design back and forth or when they're doing just an appointment with people, their closing ratio is higher than when people were coming into their stores because if someone's doing that, they're not doing it with six different stores. They're getting started with you and there's less competition and they feel more of an emotional attachment with you because you are making time for them and so 
if you can make more money on the sale and your closing ratio is higher, to me, that's an easy place to go invest money. Well, you know, what's interesting is if we go back and I probably it's 30 years, I, it's the only thing I can think of when, you know, floor covering, no matter what it was, was rather unsophisticated, you know, and it wasn't about design. It wasn't about maybe there weren't many high end customers. And, you know, what you're saying also is that, you know, that's all changed and the customer is demanding. When we talk about service, service is more than just getting it right. Service is what you're talking about. Service is better merchandise, you know, and and higher prices. Not There's nothing wrong with, you know, higher prices. And, you know, I want design and I, you know, I think you can, if you can do it and you can help and you can do it online, because I would say that maybe I, I would believe it's true that the more sophisticated customer with the more most amount of money is probably online at this point. They're, they're definitely online to some point. I mean, I don't know of anyone, and I really mean it, anyone that hasn't bought from Amazon at some point in time in their lives. Yeah, they, they have some kind of knowledge of how this works. And I, we, we've always agreed with you when it comes to, when it comes to pricing of products. I mean, if, if you have a 400-square-foot kitchen and the retail price is $2.99 of one item and $3.99 of the next item, it's a dollar difference times 400 feet. It's $400. That's the entire price module you're talking about. And you're going to keep that kitchen for the next 10 to 12 years. It's $400 decision you're making because the installation costs are the same and, the, and everything else is the same. So it's always been easy to bump people up if the product demanded it. If the look difference demanded it, it was never hard to bump it up. If everyone always went for the lowest price, then all we'd all sell is, is sub $1 a square foot retail tile. And you that's know, obviously not what's happening. Right. You know, um, you know, I do training and um, talk to retailers all the time. And I've been getting notes from people now saying, you know what I'm going to do? I, I'm going to drop my prices. I mean, that I'm going to get all the customers. And I said to them, how does dropping all your prices get you all the customers? And I mean, if that is that enough profit in there for you to keep your business open, you know, it's likely they may have less customers for a while, right? This whole six foot, this distance thing. And the fact that you said earlier, you know, consumers may be a little bit, you know, I'm not sure if I want to go out. So I think they need to be getting better. They need to be getting better margins on these. They still have the same um, expenses, the same expenses, maybe a little bit more if they've had to do some retrofitting in their showroom. So they need to keep their prices up and they need to build that end of the business because that's where the money is always has been, unless you're the dollar store. And even the dollar store, the, the um, CEO of the dollar store was on, uh, I saw, listened to him, I think he was on NPR a few months ago. And he said, I don't know how long I can be the dollar store. I may have to be the $2 store. Right. Because I just can't do it anymore. And I think if our retailers could begin to understand that, you know, it makes life easier to sell better merchandise. You know, you get better customers and you feel better about yourself and your business. And I think that's the part I, I know self-esteem sounds like a strange thing to interject here, but I think it's time for them if they come out of the 50s or the 60s for them to understand that, you know, that the customers changed and they can go with them. 
they, they definitely can. And the, mo- the most successful retailers I know are not the cheapest ones. No, they're not. And oh my gosh, you know, our time is up. Everybody, I just want you to know, I know you've been listening. And uh, this is Scott Levy, president of Arley Wholesale, uh, headquarters out of Scranton, Pennsylvania. And I've known him for a long time. And they do a terrific job down there working with their customers and staying on top of trends. And um, we'll put uh, we'll put up your phone numbers and things so they can get a hold of you. And um, anything you'd like to say as a parting note, Scott? Just I really appreciate the time and appreciate you thinking of me during these times and in our company. And just for everyone out there, it, it's going to get better, but it's not going back to the way it was before. And we all have to understand that and realize how we can work into that and make it better for all of us going forward. Thank you so much, Scott. And so long, everybody. And just stay tuned to Fired Up Success. Thanks again, Scott. Thank you very much.